Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone and welcome to Club at 22, the Rangers podcast after Rangers defeat Motherwell 3-1 and very much a game of two halves at Ibrox. My name is Scott and joining me tonight is Ali. How's it, lads? I'm just recovering for the 90 minutes there. My heartbeat was going like fuck again, but um, I don't even know what to think about it, but how are you feeling, Scotia? Thank fuck for that, man. That's all I can say. Seventy odd minutes of fucking torture, and then eighteen minutes of me bouncing around the room. Oh, don't want to do that every weekend. I can tell you. I just want to say I'll, I'll apologise to my neighbours as well because when the second goal went in, I went absolutely fucking mental in some wee bird across the road. Looking like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, yes, it was a uh, very much as I said, a game of two halves and. I think we've all just nearly just calmed down from that. To be fair, it was a, um, what I believe now is going to be a massive win for Rangers. Um, it, is a, it is a massive win, um, especially the way the way panned out. But I think it's only fair that I try and do this show as honest as I can. And I'll, I'll kind of try and betray the way I was feeling in the first half, obviously, compared to the way that I'm feeling now. Obviously, football's the beautiful game and this is what it does to you. And this is what fucking Rangers do to you, but I'm absolutely delighted at the result. Um, so I'll quickly just jump into the team. So it was McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Holanda, Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Arfield, Roof, Defoe and Kent that started the game. So a wee bit of a shock, maybe that Defoe started ahead of Itton, but not really um, that much of a shock really when, and when you consider these performance that was uh, Wednesday night. So quickly jump into the game, and as I said, I'm going to try and be as honest as I possibly can be, um, even though right now I'm absolutely buzzing for the fact that we've managed to get the result, because I did not see it coming. Rangers started the game really positively, I thought. Um, Defoe had a chance in the second minute with the usual Defoe 
turn and shoot, good save, and Tav was unlucky not to go into the rebound. After the corner um, that resulted from that chance, it was took just off a Golden's head. Defoe then had good link-up play just outside the box. Another shot away, but it was just past the post. So at this point, as I say, Ali, in hindsight, obviously we knew we know now what actually happened, but it was a good a good first four or five minutes from Rangers, do you think? Yeah, I thought Rangers came out of the blocks really quickly. That, that's exactly how I wanted in the play. Defoe, to me, looked really, really sharp. And... Um, yeah, that's exactly what I want from Rangers. I want, I want them to start on the front foot, attack Motherwell and have a right go at them. And it, it looked positive at that point. Scotia, were you feeling the same? Aye. Yeah, I was. Um, you know, we spoke yesterday, Carney, on the, the build-up show. Um, and, mm. you know, that's what I said I wanted us to do. Come out flying and Kenny, you know, put it to Motherwell straight away. And I thought that's what we were going to see. <laughs> I was quickly proven wrong, though. Y- yes, yes, you were, mate. Um, so... The sixth minute, Mora will score, obviously, to make it 1-0. Now, this is a this is a very, very poor goal. And it was the last thing that we all needed, I think. So it was such a positive start from Rangers. And then it just literally taken away by just a moment of, I, I don't know, lacks of, lacks of concentration. Kind of everything about the, the goal was, was pretty horrific. Mora will walk the ball out the right-hand side. The boy fires a low cross. Across the goal, it's the simplest of tap-ins for the boy at the back post as well. As I say, Mother will go one up. Barrett has to do better, in my opinion. He has to close down the ball better. He kind of turns his back on the ball as well, which is not great. And for the amount of praise that I give James Tavernier, and I have been giving James Tavernier over the past 20-odd games that it has been, he completely loses his man at his back post and he's standing there with his arm up as an offside in that kind of moment of desperation. Now, this is the worst possible start for us, especially after Wednesday night. It was it was not not good at all. Ali, I'm I'm scared to ask how you were feeling after this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like I think you actually tweeted something about the the pre prequel about movies we've seen before, and um, I thought, oh for fuck's sake, this is, we're going to see the same fucking movie for last season again. But I mean, if if you watch it go back. The boy that actually lays out to the guy on the right-hand side, they're claiming for a handball Rangers, and to be fair, I think they're sleeping at this point. Barisic is fucking miles away for the guy out there. I mean, he puts a good ball in. Tav's sleeping. The guy goes... So, I mean, you could blame Barisic and Tav for it. The guy goes, goes in behind Tav and scores, but you can't give teams at Ibrox a goal of a start, because if you give them a goal of a start, they just that's all they want. They sit in, and to break these teams down, as we'll come on to talk about, it's fucking near enough impossible because they don't want to come and play football after that. And to do that from after the midweek game, it was, fuck me, it was an uphill battle and my heart wasn't going to be able to take it, I don't think. <laughs> How were you feeling, Scott? Very frustrated that the rest of us have taken it. It just takes everything out of you, doesn't it? Um, it was yeah. a very poor goal to concede. Both fullbacks don't cover themselves in glory that much. And, you know, I was watching it, and it kind of reminded me a wee bit of the goal that Dundee United scored against us um, last weekend. And I went back, and at half-time, I actually went back and brought the highlights that up. It's a very different type of goal, but, you know, it's coming in from different areas and going back across goal kind of thing that would be, as you say, we kind of fall asleep a wee bit. Um, I, so I was sucked it right out of me, and I was like, oh, no. As Ali says, it's you're just like, we know what's happening now. They've got their goal. Come and come at us, really. That's what they're asking. Yeah, very much so. And it turned into that. It turned into 
11 men behind the ball. I mean, our centre-halves were playing halfway into the Motherwell half and I know it's easy for us to criticise and um, it's very easy for us to say, I mean, Motherwell don't even want to play football or whatever else, but at the end of the day, we gave them something We gave them something to hold on to. So it's, it's their right to try and defend their lead. It's their right to try and defend their 1-0 their lead at Ibrooks. Um, it would have been massive for them if they managed to hold on to it. Thank fuck they didn't manage to hand on to it, hang on to it, but we, we will get to that. So, as I said, I, I do want to get to the positives, obviously. Um, that's the way post-matches are. I don't really want to spend much time in on the negatives, but the whole of the first half from then really is just Rangers huffing and puffing, trying to do something, nothing really happening. The same old side passing that we've seen, no forward passing, nothing really coming off at all really at any point and that kind of takes us right up to maybe what 30 minutes really um, Rangers are still not doing anything they're still not getting any sort of penetration into the into the box anything really coming off for Rangers at all it was becoming very very frustrating and I would have imagined if there would have been a crowd in the game at that point they would have been very very restless at this point how are you feeling after 30 minutes Ali? Yeah, same as you. I, I did I did say the exact same thing about in terms of the crowd. I thought if there was a crowd in Ibrooks today, this possibly could have been a different result tonight that we are talking about. I, I think the crowd would have got restless, very restless the way it was going. The, the, the problem when you've got a Davis and Arfield and a Kamara in the middle of the park is they, they play a lot of safe balls, a lot of sideways balls, a lot of backways. There's nobody that's going to take the ball and go, That's my. I'm going to gamble with the ball. That I mean, that's what I said during the first half. I'd like a Joe Aribo on. Somebody you give the ball to, you might do something, somebody that'll drive with it because Motherwell are quite happy sitting there, two banks of five, whatever it was, a bank of five and a bank of six, cause there was nobody, or aye, whatever it was, but they're quite happy doing that. And Rangers can go sideways, backways, whatever it is. Rangers are always going to slice them open, go through them, and it's, it's beyond impossible to do at times. And I just thought, it was predictable. It was going back to last year in terms of we've seen it before. Teams, these teams that come to iBooks have seen it before, and uh, we knew how it was going to finish the first half, and that's how it finished. To be fair, yeah, Scott, were you feeling pretty much the same? As I say, I know we had kind of a few half chances with a wee break off with Kent. We had a few, uh, we had two free kicks. Sorry, one for Tav, one for Barisic. Barisic hit the wall. Tavernier's is just over the bar. But are you beginning to think that you've seen this movie before? Yes, I was. Um, yeah, look, I was, we were disjointed. I, th- I thought, and we weren't we weren't pressing high and fast enough. We were very kind of passive in our play. But it was similar to how we we were playing in the first half. I thought after about fifteen minutes against St Mirren, the weekend we had all the possession, but we were very passive. We weren't passing the ball about as quick enough as as we should. You know, Davis at one point there was a wee couple of minutes spell that Davis had a couple of passes that went to absolutely no one, and I was. Rage, thankfully, sort of came back in. It was just a wee blip in that wee spell, but he came back into it. It was very disjointed. I think Motherwell, you know, the way they went back to like Lang and Watt, Watt um, came back and sort of played as outside midfielders for the, you know, so it was like a five-five-zero, and I think that kind of it nullified our field a wee bit that he couldn't link up as well with the front as he has been doing, um, and yeah, we we just couldn't break this team down, and it was very reminiscent of these type of games that we were, we've seen over the last couple of seasons where the team sits in and we just can't defeat that low block. 
Yeah, I mean, without going into full rant about it, I would. I was wanting everybody off the park at this point. I was like, change him, change that, put put McGregor up front, do everything, do anything you can, just do something different. That was really what was always going through my head. I, I, you make a good point about Arfield. He was getting nullified. He couldn't really play his game. I do think, though, he has to be able to adjust to the game more than he did. I thought he was really, really poor today. I thought Davis was poor for maybe... 60, 70 minutes of that game today and then he kind of came to life a wee bit especially with Aribo coming on which we will obviously come to but as I say at the, in the first half especially there was just not enough happening um, for Rangers so as I say with, there's not really much else to report on from the first half it was really just Rangers as I, as I said just kind of trying their hardest to make something happen, but nothing was really sticking as you said Scott you made a good point it was kind of similar to the St Martin game um, whereas we had all the possession, we had all the kind of forward movement, but there was nothing really sticking, nothing really happening in the final third. Rangers have a kind of half shout for a penalty, kind of half-hearted shout for a penalty in the 44th minute just before half-time. Um, but Roof runs into uh, Crawford, but it's there's nothing really in it. You're never really going to get that. And especially it took that referee, I think, it was like 78 minutes or something today before he booked a motherwell player. Which has to be some sort of has to be some sort of fucking record to be honest, because they are hammer throws of the highest order that lot. So it was to say two minutes added on time at the end of the first half, nothing comes of it. And we go in at half time at one nil. Now, obviously my opinions not my, my opinion on the first half hasn't changed. I still feel exactly the same, but my emotions are completely different. At the end of the first half, I'm really thinking of Rangers need some sort of spark. They need Someone to grab the game, put a scruff of the neck, dictate the play, pull in Kent, get Kent on the ball, get Roof on the ball, get them doing what they have to do. But as I say, it was a very frustrating first half of football. And at this point, the doubts are in my head. The doubts are in my head where I'm going, we have all seen this movie. And as as you said, Ali, I, 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 I tweeted at a half time that it's, this is the pre-prequel of the movie that I've seen a million times before. And I'm beginning to get the fear of, we're going to watch 45 minutes of the same thing and we'll be lucky to go out here with a draw. I did say that Rangers needed to change what they were doing. Um, maybe take off a centre-back or whatever or just do something different. But... Obviously, a rebo came on and affected the game, and it affected the game massively. But obviously, it's a kind of obvious statement. But at half time, Ali, how are you feeling? Oh, I was wasn't too happy. You know, I wasn't too happy at half time. Um, how it, it was the same old movie I'd seen before. Poor, slow, as Scotia said, zipping the ball about. Wasn't he quick enough? It was predictable. I said to you at half time, I, I want like a Joe Rebo. I want Joe Rebo on somebody that will get a ball, drive with it, maybe do something. He'll, he'll commit somebody, try and do something. And when I seen he was making the change at half time, I thought, no, that's good. And then it was a Rebo, obviously. I thought, no, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. And then, but like they started the second half again, Rangers. It was the same tempo. It wasn't he quick? They had a couple of chances, Rangers, but I mean, Scotia, I text you, I think, I think it was a 65 minute to say, we're not scoring here. And um, hopefully I text you that all the time we end up scoring our two goals. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just didn't see it. I was, I was happy that he brought Aribo on because the only player apart from Aribo in that team we've got is Ken. And he always looks for the ball. And you can't eat. A lot of folks like Ken. He's worth, he's, we paid seven million for him. He does, he's not doing this, doing that. But he never hides. He always wants the ball. He always wants to try. But 
if you've only got one guy in the team that's looking to try to do stuff all the time, you need other guys to, uh, to commit as well. And that's why I thought, bring a rebo and you'll do something, a wee bit of magic. And aye, it, it didn't start great, but I mean, you'll come on to it. But it was um, aye, the first 15 minutes was the same as the first half, to be honest. Yes. I'd imagine you're feeling very much the same as as we were at this point, Scotia. To be fair to say, the second half kind of starts the same way. The majority, the same way that the majority of the first half went, really. All the plays happening in the motherwell half. But there's just nothing to report, really. It's just the kind of same old thing. It's becoming very, very frustrating. Rangers are kind of doing the same thing, expecting different results. Davis not doing enough at this point, anyway. Um, Dave, uh, Arfield definitely wasn't doing enough and Goldson was the one that actually makes the the kind of first pass in the second half that actually gets Rangers possession uh, in the, the opponent's box but it, Tav and Defoe somehow kind of too close to each other and kind of make them an arse of it so it's kind of got us to around the kind of 55th minute so what are you feeling at this point? Scott Alright, I'll take that one. <laughs> For fuck's uh, sake, man. You didn't say Scott. didn't say Scott. Well, I've just spoke to Ali, though. Right, no worries. Right. Um, I, I think, as Ali's mentioned, Aribo coming on, he did give us that, that something a wee bit different. Um, you know, Kamara, Arfield and Davis were playing all in the kind of same position kind of thing. Um, they weren't really penetrating through that those two banks of five. But Rebo coming on did make a wee bit of difference. You know, he gets in behind, makes that wee run in behind the, the Motherwell defence and gets it away to Roof, but um, he's kind of just knocked out the park there. Um, but we, at this point, you're starting to see slight bits of improvement. You know, Ali did mention we started off, from kick-off the second half, we started off, you know, it looked as if it was a carbon copy of earlier, um, but around about this, as you say, 55 minute mark, you could start to see wee things sort of clicking into gear for us, I, th- I thought at least. Yeah, we're right on the kind of 55th minute Rangers get a, a great chance. It was good link up play with Davis and Aribo. Uh, he gets a ball across, but Roof can't finish and the keeper does get it out for a corner. But as I say, at this point, I'll be honest, lads, at this point I'm going, this isn't happening for us and it, it, I, I didn't really kind of, kind of feel it coming. Which is, it has to be down to the scar tissue. It has to be down to the way that I've felt before. It has to be what I've seen in previous years because if we just go based on the last twenty-eight games or how many games we've, how many games it is, twenty-five games, whatever it's been with Rangers, then we shouldn't be feeling like this at this point. So I think the players are quite aware that the kind of previous years have failed and they. The substitutes didn't only respond today. They, in my opinion, right now, um, without jumping towards the end of the game, they, they've completely redefined this season now for us, and they've reacted in the way that we all expected them to do. Ali, you mentioned a stat to me when you picked me up earlier on the day. What is it you told me? I read something. It said basically every cup game that Rangers have been knocked out, the next league game Rangers have played, they've not won. Yeah, so which is, I think this is a momentous win for Rangers. So the tides kind of begin to turn, um, really, when Defoe is took off for um, Itton and Itton comes on. It's around the 70th minute. Now, I'm only jumping ahead because the praise that I'm about to give 
the team for the reaction in the last 20 minutes is massive and it completely outweighs anything that's happened for the rest of that game. Defoe was unlucky today. Um, I do believe that he stayed on the park for far too long. I don't think uh, Defoe should have stayed on the park as long as he did because as soon as Motherwell got the goal, they turned into two, two back fives and a goalkeeper. Defoe's never going to have any sort of effect with that. Itton comes on. The 72nd goal, uh, the 72nd minute, sorry, and Rangers finally get the goal. So it's a great ball in for Tav. There's a bit of ping pong in the box, but it finally falls to Roof, and Roof smashes it into the roof of the net. So at this point, Ali, are you thinking, we're going to kick on here? We're going to get the second? I, I said to you, I judged it in terms of we need our first goal in the first 15 minutes, which we didn't get. <laughs> but when we got this, Obviously, there's 15 minutes to go. I'm thinking, no, we've got our tails up here. We had a lot of balls in the box today, and we we didn't get that wee bit of luck in the box again. This was the first time with a bit of ping-pong, we had a wee bit of luck. And be fair to the roof, smashed it into the top of the net, and I thought 15 minutes to go, aye, we've got a chance here. We've got a right good chance here to go. Because at this point, Motherwell, the way they're playing Motherwell, they're going to be dead in their feet at one point. I mean, they're playing two banks, banks of five. They don't want to play football. Will they come out at one each to try and play a wee bit, which they did slightly, if you can call it that. But no, 15 minutes to go, one each. We're at iBooks. We're, not, we're going for it. No, I was confident. But it's, at the same time, I still had the scar tissue for last season that thought, oh, you know, it might finish one each. And to me, that would have been one each. Still would have been a bit of a disaster today. But no, I thought we could do it. Scotia, your tail up at this point? Aye, now begins my bouncing around the room when Ruth's <laughs> goal went in. But, you know, like, obviously, prior to that, Ali had mentioned, he texted me in the, like, around about the 65th minute mark saying we're never scoring. You know, um, obviously, Davis had just get, put the ball in the back of the net, but it was chopped back for offside, which you could, and that occasion you could see from the, the camera angle, but something I wanted to kind of mention, Kate, Kevin Thompson brought something up about taking one of the centre-halves off on the commentary yep. because the way he could see it going you know where he's sitting now we're obviously all up in the club deck so we get a good view of the pitch that way which we don't I've not noticed as getting or seen when we've been watching the game um, obviously on Rangers TV or Sky and whatnot. Um yeah so as soon as Ruth's goal went in you know I'm bouncing around the room absolutely delighted to come back into it you know just the relief that we're at least we're back in the game at this point and yeah, from that we kind of push on, I think. Yeah, so I did I did the same as I kind of did against um, uh, St Murren the other night where I just kind of stopped taking notes. And I think it's I think it's important to express as well that I'm <laughs> I'm just a bigger Rangers fan as anybody who wants to listen to these podcasts. So uh, it's a, it's hard for me to do both. And it's a bit of an adjustment that I'm trying to try to get used to, but it was it was hard for me to be able to take notes for both. So I think the last note that I took was on the seventy-sixth minute when Rangers got a free kick. And finally a motherwell player was booked. But again, the ball goes into the box from uh Barisic, I think it was, but Golden Header was well over the bar. But at this point Rangers were look, looking much more lively and much more dangerous and much more likely to score. As I say, Motherwell were offering pretty much nothing. Going forward, they were doing their best to hold on for the one each. Obviously, it clicks on 80 minutes. Um, I'm beginning to think, oh, fuck, we're going to drop points. Uh, it's never going to happen for us. I'd got up, walked over to the window, opened the window to stand and have a vape. I turned around, seen the ball going into the box. 
Atten's in at the back post and he scores. <laughs> and I just went mental <laughs> at this point. I doubt, actually, I'll be honest, there is no notes for this. My only note is Atten with goal at back post. That's all I have. <laughs> Scotia, who hit the cross? Who hit the cross, mate? Oh, I've only wrote in scores 2 1. <laughs> no, I think it was I think, as I said, I was at 72 points, so I'm already, yes, because I can see we're kind of pressing. And then I, by this point, no, it's gone. I've got my window open, my curtains down, though, so I don't know if anyone heard anything. They must have, <laughs> how loud it was. So, yeah. Um... Ali, how were you feeling after the second goal? <laughs> oh, you know I was feeling. I was fucking mental. I've um, I've not felt I've not felt that feeling this season of a goal apart from the old firm this season because it was such a defining goal. I mean, we we said at half time this is a big, massive forty-five minutes for Rangers this season. If we drop points, it gives that fucking mob another at the end of the city a wee bit of hope, and they would have been looking today thinking. If they drop points, we've got a wee chance. But oh, I was oh, honestly the emotion that came out of me. My neighbours, everyone in my state must have fucking heard me. I was screaming like fuck. But it was um, oh, I was I was delighted for Big Itten as well because I gave Big Itten a hard time during the week, and deservedly so. I think to be honest, he was fucking poor during the week along with the other ten players. But he came on. I th- I think all the substitutions today we made: Aribo, um, Itten, Haji. I think all of them made a massive input into to us winning today. Massive input, and no, I was delighted the big man scored. Absolutely delighted for him. Yeah, I think you you've made a cracking point there, mate. And it was spot I was just about to come on to, and I was going to try and be a wee bit more professional with this podcast, and not just be full of absolute fucking joy. The fact that we managed to get the result today, but and took a, a fair bit of criticism from pretty much everybody um, that I've read and even from ourselves going on um, Wednesday night. But tonight, I thought he was he was brilliant when he came on tonight. Same as Aribo. I thought Aribo was fantastic. He offered something different. And even when we were seeing out the game towards the end, um, Hadji's play in the corner was, was great. He just showed his professionalism. He showed exactly what was required. I was really, really pleased for um, Atten to get his goal. Um as I say, I've got no idea how he celebrated it because I was too busy celebrating myself. I don't know if he was as happy as I was. I'd imagine that he was because I'm pretty sure he's going to have been made aware about the the kind of criticism that came his way. So, as I say, just after the goal, um, we've got Zungu comes on for um, Kent. Kent goes off, so obviously we're trying to kind of sure the, the game up. And again, I'll be completely honest, my notes here are very, very limited because I'm sitting shitting myself that Motherwell are going to score and do the same thing that happened to us on Wednesday night. So I see McGregor does a wee bit of shit house today with Cramp, which is fantastic. I love to see that from Alan McGregor. Just shows true professionalism and he knows what it means at Rangers. That we, a win's a win and that's all that we really give a shit about just now. And I say, really from then though, Rangers really just kind of see out the game. We managed the game really quite well. As you say, we managed to get the ball into the corner. Hadji, and Aribo all doing really, really good work in the corner just to try and kind of see the game out. And then, kind of out of nowhere, Rangers managed to get the third goal. So, really, really good work from um, Aribo in the box. And it's just absolutely smashed home by Kamal Roof. Um who was tremendous, really, towards the second half, uh, the end of the second half, sorry, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. It's 3-1 to Rangers, and 
I'm still at this point absolutely shocked that we've managed to walk out of there with 3-1, but I'll say it now, they, these are the games that win you the league. Scott, how are you feeling about that? I it was as you say, as this is what you need to do to make sure that, that shiny thing comes back to Ibrox um come March, April time. Um you know, after it and scored, you know, you notice Motherwell start actually going for it, open up a bit. I uh, what trying <laughs> trying to play at trying to play actual football, mate. Uh, like... They were, yeah, but I think you'd mentioned earlier you can't really well you can criticise it, but it's yeah, you know, they they came out with a game plan and they were executing it fairly well up until you know, we got the yeah. goal. Um, but they, so obviously they come out to play for it. I noticed as well there was a wee bit of um, their manager. Oh, who's their manager again? Stephen Robinson. Lad, Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, he was going a bit um, mental because McGregor going down with that cramp, wasting time. Whereas I think Kevin Thompson had made that point that, you know, they've been wasting time for the last 85 minutes. Um, so, no, absolutely delighted. And we did see out the game really well. I thought, you know, had it up in the corner quite a wee bit, and then there was one point it and got it, and then he burst into the box, but then burst back into the corner with it. And quite good just to see that because when you're sitting at two one, you're you know oh, it, it, this similar thing kind of happened Wednesday night that you're two each. You just you're worried about you know them going for it and getting that goal, but we we managed to see this game out really well, and that's quite a big thing because in the past couple of seasons there have been occasions where. We've come back into a game after getting beat and then we lose a late goal. Kelly Kenny springs to mind at Ibrooks, um yeah, so delighted, absolutely delighted. And as you say, it's it kinda makes people aware that, you know, we're serious this season. Very much so, mate. I think it's uh I think it's a massive one and I don't think we can really underestimate the importance of that forty five minutes in the second half that we've just seen. Um it's it's what champions are made of, and I, I to say I, I'm not getting carried away because we have all seen this movie before, and we'd we all thought that we knew the ending, but today didn't turn out to be the same. So final whistle, Wally. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> My heart's slightly recovering now. After the third went in, I could relax slightly. Um, I, I didn't really know how to feel. I mean, going into this game. I mean, I text my dad every game. We always say what we think the result's going to be, and I thought four 0 today. I wanted, I wanted a Rangers win, but I wanted, I wanted a performance just to show in the back of midweek. But looking back on it, to be fair, the way the game went, I think we kind of got that performance in a different way with Rangers. The way they dug in. I mean, we always say this every year. If you, you that Rangers team for last season would have dropped points, they would have done this, they would have done that, but. We need to say it again. That Rangers team for last season would have dropped points, and fair yes. play to them to show character and come back and win that game. And look at we're sixteen points clear now. We've got what three games before the old farm. Let's win the three of them, beat that manky mob at Ibrox, and go nineteen points clear. Unless they fucking they might draw more points. Go nineteen points clear. That result today would have put a knife in them because they would have thought. Here we go. Their bubble's bursting, and it fucking hasn't. Yeah, that's a, that's a massive point you've made, mate. It's um, this this team last year, um, the Rangers team last year, would have would have dropped points today. That I don't think there's really any kind of debate in that. And 
I'm so delighted that the reaction that they showed in the second half, especially towards the end of the second half, and the reaction of the substitutes to come on as well, because they've now turned around and looked, said to Gerard as well, look, I can make a fucking impact here, and you might not have Morelos, and... but I mean, yeah, I still think we missed Morelos in the first half. I'm not going to sit here and can plead that I know everything kind of right, but I don't think Defoe should have started today. I don't think it was a game for him. Obviously, Mother will get in the goal kind of nullified him, but really, overall, in this, this is this is season-defining for Rangers, I feel. I think this is massive for us, and if we'd have dropped points today, I had the fear that the wheels would have fell right off for us, and it hasn't, and we reacted well, and this could turn out to be one of the biggest results that we have for the season, we could be looking back on this in May and be going, if it wasn't for that Motherwell game, then this would never have happened. I'm absolutely delighted. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm so buzzing the fact that we managed to go over the line with three points and I don't think we can really underestimate the importance of the, the three points today in the second half performance. Now, my standouts today were Aribo in, in, in Roof, really. Um I didn't think Roof offered too much in the kind of in the first half. I, I didn't think he was he was all that great, but the, the second half he definitely came to life, and Atten Aribo definitely changed the whole way um, of the second half. So, if you were to pick a man of the match, if it's possible to pick a man of the match from this, who would you pick, Scotia? I'll go with you first. Um, it was one of these games where I was struggling for long periods to pick anyone. At some points, it was like. Could I pick a Motherwell player? Um, <laughs> but I think, look, I've got two names written down. And um, looking at the whole of the game, I think I would give it to Kent. I think he's just, he's kept, he was the one player that kept on looking to try and make stuff happen for us. I, I thought, personally. Um, some of it didn't come off. Um, there was a, There was another contender, but I think over the whole piece, I think Kent, for me, Fair enough, mate. That's fair, absolutely fair enough. It's your decision. <laughs> Ali? Disagree. <laughs> I do disagree, mate. I do. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't have given it to Kent. Although I've, I've said before, he doesn't hide in games, he wants the ball. I wouldn't have given it to Kent. If I had to give it to somebody, two goals, I thought he'd try to make stuff happen. I'd give it to Kamar Roof. Uh, he was my other one, to be honest. Yeah, that's that is fair enough. Especially his performance in the second half, I can see why you would go with if I am gonna go with Itton just because I think Wednesday might have turned out to be a wee bit too much criticism. Um really. I th- I, th- I think it might have just been a poor game from him. Um his his reaction tonight and his his performance that he put in, even the game management towards the end was tremendous and I uh, he deserved his goal and he deserves the man of the match for me, but I can completely understand Roof. Scotia, I'll be honest, I can't understand Kent too much. But again, mate, we all see for, for about for 80% of the game, we weren't doing anything. We, were, we weren't really in the game, you know, and I thought Kent was the only one that was trying to make things happen. So, you know, we, were, we are fo- I mean, we're focusing it down to that last 18, 20 minutes. So, That's you know, true. In that game. That we're, so, yeah, I, could, I, could but, under, I, I don't have any complaints. You know, I'm disagreeing. But. It's the most important fucking, it it's the most important part of the fucking game, mate, to be fair. So yeah, gentlemen, we will we will leave that there. We'll all go try and kinda of calm down after that. It was um a hell of a game, a game of 
two halves completely. Um, there's not really much more we can speak out about it. It's three points for Rangers. It's a massive three points for Rangers, and it can't be underestimated how important that was. So thank you all for listening. Um, if you like what you hear from us, then as I say, please like, share, and subscribe anywhere you can. And if you can comment or rate us from where you're listening, then please do so. We'd love to hear from you. So thank you to my guests. So first of all, thank you, Ali. No problem. Thank. Hopefully, we don't have to do this too often this season. <laughs> and Scotia, thank you, my man. Right, cheers, guys. Good result. So we are Club at Twenty Two, the Rangers podcast, and we will speak to you again next time. We are the people. Cheers. <laughs>